0: Welcome back to He's on Fire podcast. I'm so sorry I couldn't be with you guys on Sunday. I was out sick and kind of a bummer because we had a really big announcement, but we're not going to get into that right away. We need to talk about Kevin Durant. No, I'm kidding. We have talked about Kevin Durant enough. I think everybody has. I still believe in my heart that Kevin Durant will be a son. It's just going to take some time, especially with the tweets coming out this week from Woj and Shams and KD met with Josiah and Josiah's like, I'm backing my GM and I'm going to back my coach. Like that just all signs point to KD. But it's NFL season and in a lot of places around the country. NFL is king. And I am finally to a place where I have gotten over that lowly Monday night football playoff loss. And now I'm looking straight ahead. Fortunately, the Cardinals can't really get out of their own way right now. But you know what? I don't care because I'm a Cardinals fan at heart. You're a Cardinals fan at heart. And this is our year. Super Bowl is being hosted where? Kyler Murray gets locked up and he has his big extension and no more wiping of an Instagram. He's got his best friend on the team. Something good is going to happen in the desert this year. I just get that feeling. I'm not going to overhype it. I'm not going to oversell it. I just get a feeling this year. But we have a big announcement on our way. We've got Joe from the Cardinals. So we're gonna get into a couple other different topics with on the podcast. Welcome back, y'all. Kirk Bucci sets. What's up? And it is caught. Down Strong! strong. Coming, Matthews. Palmer extending the play.
1: Crosses the field. Larry Fitzgerald. Barry Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald is insane. It. To the four yard line. Crowder looking, throws it. Alley ball! all. Payne puts it down. They're getting a little
0: wobbly. I don't know, man. That's starting to pump me up again. It is August kids are going back to school we're starting to get all the good shows back on tv starting to get a little bit cooler here i don't know about arizona sucks for y'all right now but it's getting a little bit cooler here and that means football is in the air first and foremost we have to welcome the one the only jay joyce my co-hosting crime what's going on jay how you feeling buddy
2: Uh, i'm doing all right um like Yeah, my, uh, the weather out here in Arizona is very off and on when it comes to the dry heat and the humidity. I mean, it's raining right now, but uh, it's going to be terrible in like 15 minutes when, when it comes to temperature. Uh, but uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, man, the same old, same old. Uh, this Kevin Durant stuff has been driving me up a wall, and I'm glad that we're Finally, um, kind of moving away, in a sense, and just focus on uh, the NFL. Uh, we have a game Friday against uh, Cincinnati. We're getting into that time. And I, I'm just pumped, dude. Everything that I've been uh, seeing or reading from training camp and uh, just all the clips and stuff, it's got me hyped. I'm, at, I'm actually really excited about this year. La- uh, Evan, like last season when uh, we were getting into, um, you know, the season, like, we were doubtful like we were crossing our
0: fingers and toes you weren't hoping for the best uh like I, bro, I had you, my prediction, you, bro you but... said 13 wins i was like seven <laughs> <laughs> like i had my
2: prediction but you know being arizona sports fans you know like you can't put your hopes up too high and you like i'm really looking forward to this uh, uh this too. season hopefully uh we start out strong and we just keep on uh going at it but uh
0: yeah i'm doing good man doing good all good things uh it's kind of funny my my wife is watching now she usually doesn't watch and support me but she's watching tonight she's a cowboys fan and here's sonia more okay. cowboys garbage going on here I you guys are going to become friends That's on okay. here uh we have to welcome the one the only joe from the cardinal rule joe what's going on man how are we doing the night and thank you for joining
1: man thanks for having me i'm, I'm doing good you know excited uh this the you know Uh, first week of football and we're gonna have football until sometime in february uh going every week so you know it's 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 an exciting time of the year you know the pumpkin spice is just around the corner uh the (laughs) whole no uh but yeah you know fall is my favorite rejected i was a little late Uh, on that but (laughs) as, as well you should reject that uh yeah, pumpkin spice should be rejected. Uh, but yeah, man, you know, fall is my favorite time of year. Between the weather starting to cool down, uh, between football in the air, the holidays around the corner. Uh, so you know, it's still a little warm. I'm here in Georgia. It's still a little hot and muggy here, but there's just this this something in the air, something on the wind that tells you that better days are coming.
0: Better days are coming. You can still go out to the lake if you want. It's not too late. But football is right around the corner. Joe, tell everybody where they can find your work, please.
1: Yeah, you can find me uh, on YouTube at The Cardinal Rule. Um, I do uh, live streams. I do some deep dive analyses. Like I just dropped a video this week on the whole star backer thing. What is the star backer that Isaiah Smith? Yeah, so if you want to kind of get a better idea what that is and is that any different than the Dan Buchanan money backer, Watch my video and you'll find out. Uh, So I do stuff like that. Uh, And then you can also find my work on azsportsunderground.com. I do some writing there, which uh, I I think we might talk a little bit more about that in a bit. Uh, But, yeah, and then you can find me on Twitter. At uh, Links to my Twitter are on my YouTube. So the best place to find me is subscribe on uh, YouTube at the Cardinal Rule. And then my social links are all there.
0: So you hinted at it. We might as well get it out of the way now. Uh, We have some great news from He's on Fire podcast. He's on fire! We will be officially joining the AZ Sports Underground team, effective immediately. In fact, I'm going to have my first article up uh, tomorrow or Friday. Still trying to figure out how the WordPress stuff works. I'm sure I can figure it out. But you're going to have a fresh article by me coming up for the weekend. And I'm excited about this partnership. Uh, We talked about it as a podcast, and we just couldn't see any downside to it. So we're really excited to join you guys. Our, our list of friendships and partnerships is growing. We have bigger things planned for the future, so stay tuned for that. For right now, we're just going to do some writing and be able to catch the podcast on there sooner or later. Absolutely. But you can find us at AZ Sports Underground right now. So, Joe, tell us more about AZ Sports Underground and how you kind of envision He's on Fire podcast maybe lining up with that as of right now. Yeah,
1: so az sports underground um it's we it started out uh, we, we launched it a couple of weeks back myself and kyler bird who used to uh, do some writing for the fan-sided blogs and we wanted to kind of create sort of this independent network of content creators folks like like you guys and us like you know i'm i'm first and foremost a content creator and we want to create a place where we can all kind of connect support one another you know like that i can tell my audience hey go check out the he's on fire podcast they're doing good work over there and that hopefully you're you know your your folks that follow you can kind of get connected to what i do and also that we can just uh you know help each other in terms of building a collegial network you know doing content creation sometimes it can be a little lonely you know and having people who know you know what you're doing and can work together and just kind of you know kind of collaborate like that and like this yes is a nice thing, but also have a place uh, for people who want to get into doing writing and content creation. We've got about seven or eight folks who are writing with us. Um, Some of them have written before. Some of them, this is their first time writing, but they love their Arizona sports. So we're giving them a place to kind of get their foot wet, feet wet, and kind of try out writing. And uh, you know, it's been great so far. Uh, so you know, if you're if you're used to going to blog sites that cover Arizona sports, it's going to feel familiar. You're going to find articles about you know many Arizona sports teams. You'll find stuff I write, and then obviously Evan's article will drop soon. Um, so you know, it's it's another place to get some great content from people who love Arizona sports teams.
0: And that's what we're all about. That is what we are all about. our passion, our how do we phrase getting hurt all the time? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Commiserating
0: in Commis- in,
1: com- in these in these really uh, dysfunctional relationships we have with these together sports teams.
0: But, but together, and, yes. and we got the president of ASAP Sports on here saying he oh, loves yeah. it, and congratulations. I mean, we couldn't do it without the partnership here that, that we have with ASAP Sports and with the uh, AZ Sports Underground. So azsportsunderground.com, just, just as you say it, AZ Sports Underground, nothing fancy there. Go check it out. Um, I'll be tweeting about it, and, and it's all good things. But damn it, you guys, football mm. is here. We had the first preseason game. We have our first official one this week. I mean, let's talk about that real quick. I mean, nobody was really expecting Kyler Murray to play a lot, especially in his fourth year. So it's good that he's not playing. We're going to have Mick Sorley, uh, Penn State alumni, I believe. He's going to be taking the reins and throwing bombs to Dorch, who's lighting it up again. And then we'll see what they do kind of on defense. Joe, do you take any substance from preseason games? Because I don't. Anything that happens in a preseason game – doesn't mean a damn thing to me i don't care if it's scheme or or what it is to me it does not matter but do you take anything especially now that there's only three preseason games
1: for me there's two things i'm looking at with preseason games one it is a chance to see some of the the uh the rookies and the deeper uh roster players who you're not likely to see much during the regular season it might be your only chance to see them on the field right um so from that perspective you know, it's, it's kind of exciting. You know, we, we're, we're all excited about what Eno Benjamin is going to do hopefully at this point. Well, up until a little bit last year, those preseason games were the only place you got to see Eno. Right. So I love to see the rookies. So that's just more of a personal thing. There is one thing I take out of preseason games and it, but it's like you said, it's not scheme. It's not play calling. In fact, you know, th- there's been research that's looked at that and the, the preseason games do not have any predictive value in terms of what they're going to do in the season or how players will perform. But what I right. look at is I look at who is not playing because that tells you something. For example, last you, you, year, you, you mean
0: not not guys that aren't suiting up more like rookies or whoever that just don't see the field.
1: Who? Is, yeah, but not just rookies. Right. Because it depends because like if it's a player who's been on the <laughs> roster for a couple of years and they're not seeing the field, what that tells me is the team has a role for them already. Right. For example, last year, Christian Kirk didn't really see the field. Right. And you know, with AJ green coming in the drafting of Rondell Moore and, and Christian Kirk being on the last year of his rookie deal and Deandre Hopkins, there was at least some question of how much of a role we he going to have. Well, clearly sure. he had a huge role and they had that role defined so he didn't see the field, but conversely, there was a player, for example, Michael Manet, a center they drafted on day three, I think it was in the sixth or seventh round, who didn't play. And it wasn't because he had a role, it was because he was on his way out, and he didn't even end up on the practice squad. Right? So I'm looking at the players who aren't playing, like if Rondale Moore isn't playing, that's a good sign, because that means they have a clearly defined role for him, and they know what they want with him. Right, but if a rookie uh, who was undrafted isn't playing, that's not good for him because, at me, it, you know, the, you've got to see what happens over a couple games. But if that guy doesn't see the field, then they probably don't see him as legitimately competing for a spot. Uh, they they already have their decision about him, and he's a camp body. So that to me that matters, right? It, t- it gives you an idea of who is actually legitimately competing for a spot. If it's a marginal player and they're playing, they are. If they're not, they're not. And it also tells you if they're a veteran, is their role with the team solidified?
0: That completely makes sense. You kind of swayed me to a point. <laughs> I, I'm also I'm also of the mind that, you know, mm-hmm. the guys that do go in there and play, they're not going 100%. It, they might not even be playing the correct position that they need to play. It's just for bodies at this point because so mm-hmm. many veterans are not going to play. So I, I respect I respect that answer. I do. But I want to hear from Jay. Jay, do you take any weight into any preseason game?
2: Um, I do to a certain extent. I know that sounds like a cop out because it is preseason, but uh well, that is a cop out.
0: out, of out of <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, like uh, most teams in the NFL, uh, there's question marks o- around the whole roster and stuff, and uh, what you're looking for. In our case, it's uh, the corner position, uh, the D line, the linebacker, uh, the linebacker position, and uh, the offensive line uh, to a certain extent. That uh, is kind of up in the air depending how everybody's health is. So. The linebacker uh, position is what I'm mostly looking at. Uh, we're going to be see- seeing uh, Zayvon Collins a lot more, uh, which is reported, and then uh, we're going to uh, see Isaiah Simmons kind of bouncing around, which I'm not in too favor for. I I just want him solid in one position, maybe two. If push comes to uh, if push comes to shove, I don't want to uh, I don't want to see him as safety, corner, and linebacker. I don't want to see all that, you know. So hopefully they figure something out with him where. We can just hit the strong suits uh then uh the corner position you know uh sadly we lost jeff gladney and then we uh, didn't get to see malcolm butler and uh, who knows how marco wilson's going to be this year he had uh, dealt with injury last year and uh and then the guys i filled in towards the back half of the of the season were kind of just getting you know picked over uh, by receivers and stuff so uh, there's a lot of things uh uh, we need to tackle on and, and, you know, figure out by the time uh, week one starts. But uh, yeah, yeah two positions that I'm going to be looking at mostly is the uh, the cornerback position and the linebacking position.
0: I, I totally get that. I totally get where you guys are coming from. You have swayed me a little bit. I'll, I'll give you that. You know, I'm probably not going to be able to watch the game because I'm not in market or anything like that. And it. it it's hard it's hard out here when you're not in market to be honest I'll with send you a link. With some of these preseason games I can catch a link and whatnot but I just for the first one I don't know if I just want to put myself through that because I remember Twitter last year freaking out over the bad performances and the bad offense freaking out for three games straight and I just don't know if I want to put yeah. myself through that you but you know you what I do want to. oh plus Swear, even if i have NFL plus i don't know if i want to watch the first the second one if kyler fair. murray plays a little bit more i'm a little more interested intrigued but i'm just i take it all with a grain of salt mm-hmm. i really do because you know week one you're gonna look completely different and then week two and three you look completely different remember the green bay packers last year losing week one by like 56 points and then they win like nine in a row yeah so it it's hard early and early in the season. It's going to be hard with hot being out, but we're going to get into that right now. We need to talk about who are the threats in the NFC. Let's not talk about the NFC West right now though. Ugh! like I just don't want to talk about the Rams anymore and the 49ers, even though we love you, 49ers cut back. We'll, We'll have you on soon. I just can't do it. So why don't we start with the NFC South? You guys good with the NFC South? Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Buccaneers. So Buccaneers, they now have Julio Jones, uh, Chris Godwin, looking like he's going to be ready to play and and all that. But how much can you really trust Chris Godwin coming off of an injury like that? Is Leonard Fournette going to be overweight? How is that defense going to be able to keep up again after kind of losing a, a half step last year? And then you lose Gronk too, you know, and that's a big thing. So. The Saints, who do we have on the Saints? You still got Alvin Kamara, right? But he's kind of going through some legal issues right now. He could even get uh, suspended halfway through the season. You know, um, Chris Olave, a draft pick there. Uh, Chris Olave is nice. That's going to be awesome. And is Michael Thomas going to come back? Who's your quarterback, though? Jameis? Okay. Yeah. Other quarterback battles. Look at the Panthers right now. Baker versus Sam Darnold. As of right now, what I heard on a couple of the po- of the podcasts that I listened to is that it look, looking like it's Baker. He's got a little bit of the front edge, right? Is Christian McCaffrey Ka- uh, Christian McCaffrey going to stay healthy? Are the Panthers going to beat us again? And then you got the Falcons, who Drake London, Kyle Pitts, arguably the best young tandem receivers, because Kyle Pitts is a receiver in the league. Do they have anything else? I mean, does Does Grady Jarrett still play there? Like, what else do they have? So this is a building year for the Falcons. I'm sorry, Roy, if you're still watching. I know you're a diehard Falcons fan. (laughs) And I I got love for Kyle Pitts. If I can draft him in the fourth round this year, I'm doing it. I don't care who the quarterback is. Joe, NFC South, who do you see being the dud? Who do you see being the surprise team? Who do you see just coming out of the pack?
1: So, you know, uh, the Buccaneers are one of the most complete teams in the NFL, in my opinion. You know, I know there's some questions. Every team has them. But that, to me, is the class of that division, uh, you know, and potentially, arguably, the class of the NFC. They're, they're going to be one of those Ooh, top three teams. Really? The, the Buccaneers? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I think they're, they're they're the top team in that division. You know, the Saints are a big question mark, right? You know, they, they with uh, with a new coach, but it's still the same coaching staff you know, but you've got Jamie's you know, it, Sean Payton did some wonders for Jameis Winston, but without Sean Payton there, does he become the old Jamie's right? We don't know that, you know, they've got some, they've got some nice players. They've got uh, Trevor Penning. That's an interesting story in and of itself. He's going to start fights with every, every team in the league this year uh, and his own teammates. Uh, but you know, the saints are the wild card for me. Like what, do, what are they going to be? Um, I think the Panthers, I, I just their the quarterback situation's been too too, you know, much in turmoil. I you know with the way that um, Baker kind of got done dirty by the Browns, even though I'm not a huge Baker fan, I, I'd love to see it work out for him because he deserved better than the way they treated him. Um, but I, I think they're a little bit of a mess. Uh, the Falcons if there's a team that's going to surprise people I actually say it's the Falcons in you know their quarterback situation is tough with Mariota and then you know, mm-hmm. you've got Desmond Ritter a rookie who who knows what you get there but Arthur Smith did a hell of a job coaching last year they they outperformed their roster talent last year Um, and I know Falcons fans feel good about the coach even if they're not sold in their quarterback situation and you mentioned Drake London and Kyle Pitts and this, you know, I've heard people talk about this. So this is an original, uh, an original Joe thought, but, um, you know, m- most teams have maybe one guy who can cover someone that big, but you don't usually have two guys that can cover receivers or tight ends as big as London and Kyle Pitts, right? So they have, although there's some issues at quarterback, they have this really intriguing mismatch with these two really big, talented receivers. And most teams don't have, two guys that can cover those types of big receivers so i think the team that will surprise people and i'm not necessarily predicting a playoff berth but a team that i think will surprise people and be better than they're expecting is the falcons and you know that may necessarily might not necessarily even mean an improvement in number of wins this year but i just think they'll be feisty and competitive and well coached
0: i think those are all fair assessments jay what do you got for us on the nfc south battle uh, the NFC South. Uh, uh, this
2: is not a division I'm completely tuned into. You know, there's a lot of mediocre uh, stuff that's going on in there. I mean, with a uh, with Atlanta, I was kind of excited uh, excited to see him uh, this year without having uh, Matt Ryan, and then moving into a different direction. Now, um, I really wanted to see Calvin Ridley and those other two receivers go out, but we know what's going on uh, with Ridley right now. So, Lame. I don't, uh, yeah, so I don't see him <laughs> winning more than seven games, really. Uh, but uh, with the Panthers, like, I, I, I'm i on the opposite as, aside from you, uh, Joe. I'm sorry if you hear uh, my kid. She's not going to sleep. But That's right. um, uh, I'm actually a a Baker guy. I think he got blamed for a lot of stuff, which I don't think was entirely his fault. Um, I, Yeah, he should have been able to. Uh, uh, really uh, flourish in, in Cleveland. And he did to a certain extent, but he should have did a lot more. I do agree with that. And I think this might be a uh, rehabilitation for him uh, down in uh, North Carolina to uh, figure some stuff out. Uh, uh, hopefully Christian McCaffrey stays healthy. I mean, that's been his biggest issue. Um, I think most people would pick Saquon over Christian, but uh, – I think Christian is a more talented uh, running back. At the end of the day, he just can't stay healthy. Same thing with Saquon. I'm I'm hope we still haven't gone like a half a season with him healthy or having a good season. So like I'm like I'm a big Christian McCaffrey guy, even though he went to Stanford. You know, I'm not a Stanford guy, Uh, but like uh, Carolina, I I can definitely see him uh, winning uh, up to ten games uh, at least uh, as long as Baker. I can see that world. Yeah, like I think with the division and with the schedule that's coming up for them, I think uh, a lot a lot less weight is on Baker's shoulder, uh, shoulders uh, to, you know, go ahead and proceed and compete with uh, the weapons that he has. Uh, I mean, the defense is still solid. The offensive line is uh, above average, so I think he can definitely do something uh, down there. But uh, with the Saints, I, I have no hope in the Saints. And Michael Thomas, it's the same thing. with uh, He's injury-prone. Uh I, I can I can count on my hand how many times I've seen Michael Thomas uh you know play uh you know uh with Sean Payne. Hey, they,
0: they, they do have Tyron Matthew now. Yeah,
2: they do, but Crystal Love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just don't Jarvis see Landry. Yeah. Uh, like they have all of that and I, I just don't see uh anything happening because the offensive line is uh ranked uh, w- uh, one of the worst, I believe. Uh I think got bottom ten. In the league and with the defense kind of being a little behind that as well so i i, I just don't know honestly i mean i like Jameis winston i think he's a really funny guy <laughs> and i like i i, I, I want to see him i want to see him uh perform i just uh i just don't see it happening and with the last team uh like it's just going to take the cake with uh, uh brady coming back after retiring for just a month and he's just like you know what uh like let me school these kids again so brady's back Uh, Julio Jones he has Julio now Uh, that's scary alone Then Chris Godwin and then uh, Leonard Fournette um, I have been seeing that he's uh, lost some weight and it looks like he put on a little bit of muscle so I'm kind of excited to see that and um, uh, has uh, Jason Pierre Paul uh, signed with anybody yet
1: I don't think he has as far as I know no but you
0: know who did sign with them who really pissed me off was Akeem Hicks oh yeah picked up by them yeah so I mean, all, also, also Bruce Arians ain't coach no more. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think uh, though, I feel pretty good about uh, their. I think they'll they'll be fine in terms of the coaching situation, though. Um, and is. you know, running back, I wouldn't. I mean, you know, Leonard Fournette, even if he doesn't,
0: who's the backup? And, who's the backup? You know, who's they've got the backup. Rashad White, Arizona State, great. Oh, you guys watch out for Rashad yeah? White. Rashad White yeah. is going to do some things for them. He's going to do some things.
1: You don't need a star running back to win. In fact, from a roster construction perspective, sometimes you're better off not building that way because of, you know, just the cost Uh, they've got, they've got good depth at running back. So yeah, they'll be fine even without um, Fournette or if Fournette doesn't uh, pan out this year, if he's not healthy, I would say, and I I appreciate what you say about Baker And, and don't get me wrong. I don't hate Baker. I'm kind of neutral on him. But I definitely think he got done dirty, you know, with with everything. Absolutely. But I will disagree with you on the Saints defense. It's actually they've got a really solid defense, um, and their offensive line isn't, I think, as bad as you might think if you if you look at it. Penning is they've got you know a rookie starting at tackle. That's maybe a little bit of a question mark, but uh, the Saints defense is actually pretty pretty darn good. I think
0: local local product Andres Pete starting at left guard. I mean, I still like. I still like Cameron Jordan. No matter how old he gets on Madden, he's still going to crush you. You still got to double-team him over there. I do like DeMario Davis as well, too. I, it all comes down to Jameis and Alvin Kamara. Is yeah, Alvin yeah. Kamara going to be that 80-reception guy again? Is he going to get suspended? What does Jarvis Landry look like in this? Where does Chris Olave fit? I mean, the weapons are there. The weapons are there. And don't forget, you know, the Swiss Army knife and Taysom Hill who can randomly do some things. And all of a sudden he has two touchdowns in a game and you're down to (laughs) 28-7. So I see that with the Saints. To me, I think they are – they would finish third. I would put the Falcons as fourth. I I think most people would put the Falcons there. I liked Marcus Mariota in college. It's a shame he hasn't been able to show out like – We kind of assumed he would, but let's see. Can Cordero Cordero Patterson, is he going to have that type of season again where he's just the ultimate X-Factor, the ultimate Swiss Army knife? Age age comes at you, especially at that position, uh, Hmm. running back, wide receiver. I mean, granted, he played a lot of wide receivers, so he doesn't have a lot of uh, mileage mileage as a running back, but can he do it again? That's tough, but I can't say enough about Drake London and Kyle Pitts, and I think that's going to be awesome. Grady Jarrett is still on the roster, mm-hmm. so that that's a guy I hope someday can play for the Cardinals. You look at Carolina, you look at their defense too, Brian Burns and company. I like them. I don't like Matt Rule, even though he owns Cliff Kingsbury. I don't like him and his system. There's just something that I just don't. I can't put my finger on it because I don't follow them every day. I just don't trust it, for lack of better words. And then, to me, lack of weapons on the outside. Yeah, DJ Moore is nice. Robbie Anderson has fizzled out every year he's been there. You know, D- does Baker make it better? Does Baker make it worse? Terrence Marshall Jr., you could talk me into that. But DJ Moore being your number one, that's that's nice. But is he a top 10 wide receiver? Arguably. He's not for sure a top 10. He Arguably is. Arguably. And then Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, we know. But look at Chubba Hubbard and Donna and Foreman as well, too. So they have some nice depth at running back, and that's kind of where their go-to is. But yeah, man, the, the Buccaneers. Rashad White, Leonard Fournette. Then you got Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Rashad Perryman. Chris Godwin, Russell Gage. Uh, underrated signing. Kyle Rudolph at tight end for them. Very underrated, in my opinion. I think that's going to pay dividends in the red zone. And then this defense, yo. Logan Ryan. Antoine Winfield. Shaq Barrett. Levante David. Devin White, William Goldson, Akeem Hiss, Vita Vey. Like, that's that is a tough, tough defense.
1: They're deep at cornerback, which is an important, a good place to be deep at, Mm -hmm. too.
0: Uh, They got Sean Murphy Bunting is like a second stringer, and he would start on most most teams. Mm -hmm. So, a a lot going on there. Uh, Anything else you guys want to throw in for the NFC South? Just one
1: last thing about the Buccaneers there. They do need to bring in a center. I wouldn't be surprised if JC Trenner signed there. You know, their, their starting center got injured. And just today, Hainsey, their backup got carted off. So they, they're, they're, they're going to be looking for a center. Um, yeah, that's the, the, that's the one issue that they've got right now. I'd say
0: getting thin. Yeah. And, and who knows with injuries and unfortunately it happens. Uh, NFC North. Anybody watch Hard Knocks last night with the Detroit Lions? I did, too. That was awesome. (laughs) Everybody knows if you join us with Johnny Venerable from PHNX Sports, uh, we both have a a mini love affair when it comes to the Detroit Lions because we both had family and friends that were Lions fans and grew up watching those games. I learned football because of Michigan football in Detroit for my grandfather, who was big fan. So I always kind of root for the Lions. You know, they're the lovable losers, right? They're the Cubs of however many years. But I wouldn't be surprised if they're pushing a nine and eight season and fighting for the last playoff spot towards the last two to three weeks. I don't know if they'll make it this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do it. I mean, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Charles, that's arguably your best one 2 tandem in the NFL as far as running backs and talent are concerned. Offensive line, obviously a little bit of a different uh, question, but Guess who they got in free agency? DJ Chark, a guy that me and, and Jay wanted on this team for the Cardinals. We wanted them. And then Jamison Williams, he's going to be out for a while. Still a nice pick. TJ Hawkinson, very underrated tight end. I, I don't even know if he's underrated anymore. I think he's properly rated now. You go onto the defensive side, there's your questions.
1: Mm-hmm. Jeff
0: Okuda, is he going to show up or is he just going to be this enormous bust uh it's a good thing they signed our guy chase lucas from arizona state because i think he's going to be able to do some things over there uh aiden hutchinson can he be that guy i mean you you watch the hard knocks last night it already kind of looks like it you know i think he could have one of those uh names blanking defensive end rusher for the for the freaking 49ers this oh, number two bosa. pick bosa nick you bosa. could have you could have a bosa like impact michael brockers is nice <laughs> So they have dudes back there, but they don't have dudes. Yeah. So, th- so that's the lions. W- what's your take on the lions, Joe? Let's stick on them for a quick minute.
1: You know, it's interesting because you think of the personality, right. Of their coach and biting kneecaps and dude, listen, he he's, he's going to be the star of this season of uh, hard knocks, right. Uh, D- I'm already D-Day a camel. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, but you think of his personality and you would think that his team would be a defensive hard nosed team. Right. But that defense is, is a work to say it's, it's a work in progress is being kind. Right. Uh, I mean, they've got a couple of nice pieces, obviously Hutchinson, but I also like the guy they got in the second round, Josh Paschal, um, another, the, the other side of the edge rush, uh, and he's he's a guy who can is set a good edge against the uh, the against the run, but also you know pass, rush the passer. So I think those two are going to be some nice defensive end book bookends or, or edge rushing bookends he, for years he, to come.
0: Uh, unfortunately, he went on he went hernia surgery this off season. There's All no right. timetable for return. Okay,
1: so he's more looking towards the future, but I still like him uh, as sure for you know in terms of the the how those two are going to kind of uh, work apart across from each other. But the defense doesn't look good. And they're they're particularly weak at a place that is not good to be weak, which is cornerback coverage. Right. Um, so that defense is going to be rough. But, man, their offensive line, if you look at it, uh, you look at their PFF ratings. And I know some people are hit or miss on PFF. But even if you look at the talent, that offensive line is arguably yes. top five in the NFL. Like it's it's sneakily Taylor Decker. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they've got Jonah Jackson who, who graded Fra- well last year, Frank, Rag- Frank Ragnow. Ragnow at center. Uh, you've got, uh, I'm, I'm not going to pronounce his first name, but Vitae. Uh, and then you've got Panay Sewell, right? That's a solid offensive Num- line. Number
0: three pick last year. Was he the two pick? I think it was, three. uh,
1: he was the number seven pick in the first round, mm. uh, in 2021 at Oregon. Um, and it, it's it's not a terribly old offensive line, you know. They're 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 you know they're up late 20s, some of them, early twenty some of them. So that's really nice. And some underrated you know playmakers. Obviously, DJ Chark you talked about. If he can stay healthy, is a really nice receiver. Amon, uh, Amon Ross Saint Brown had a nice season uh, in his rookie year, fourth round pick out of USC. And then you know Jameson Williams, the speedster out of Alabama, like just you know. Uh, could be a, a difference maker. And, you know, Goff is not, you know, Goff is not a quarterback who's going to win f- for you, but you can win games with him. And I, I know everyone thinks Goff is kind of a short-term bridge quarterback for them, but there's part of me that wonders if he's a Dan Campbell kind of guy, the guy that no one believes in and is ha- going to have that chip on his shoulder uh, seemed like a consolation prize and afterthought in a trade. We'll see. Um, You know, they didn't draft a quarterback this year, but this wasn't a good year to draft a quarterback. So that's that's a fair point. But I mean, they're going to be a trendy pick for people wanting to pick them to be a wildcard team. I don't think they're there yet, but they're going to win more games than they did last year. And they're going to be a tough out.
0: I completely agree. I think this is the year they can start using that term grit and you actually can describe the Lions what do you think of the Lions? You you got any say over there about the Lions, JJ? Are you a secret Lions fan as well too, a closeted uh, Lions fan? It's hard not to root for them, man. You
2: know, it's like some of my favorite days of watching football is like if you don't know, Calvin Johnson's one of my favorite players of all time. So well, when crazy. Matt Matt Staff and Calvin were connecting, it, it was uh, it was literally po- uh, poetry in motion, man. Uh, like, that was some of my favorite times watching football. So it's kind of hard not to root for the Lions, especially now. I'm a big uh, Dan Campbell guy. I want to see him succeed. As, as someone said that a little bit earlier, uh, like, I'm a big Dan Campbell guy. And then I watched a little bit of the Hard Knocks, too. And that team, they're just so passionate. They have such a big heart. And uh, they want to, you know, uh, really do some things. And, and last season is prop like, this is such a weird, like, like expression. But they're, they are, like, the – the best, worst team I've ever seen in my life. Like a lot of those, a lot of those games were like within one score, yes. goal. And if they if they had like three or four in their favor, I mean, we're talking about uh, uh, bottom two uh, uh, playoff spots. And uh, I'm not not uh, I'm not saying that they would have won. Uh, far, but that would have been huge for their organization. So I'm a big St. Brown guy. That dude is crazy. Uh, I don't know if, uh, and Josh uh,
0: Reynolds too. We, we forgot to bring up Josh. Oh yeah, yeah. Reynolds nice too.
2: too. And I'm a golf uh, guy too. Um, I like, uh, you know, with that offensive line that, uh, that you are saying, that offensive line is ridiculous. Jared Goff is basically having a picnic back there. You know, he has plenty of time uh, when it comes to chucking the ball. Uh, he just needs to, you know, uh, like show a little bit more. Uh, I can't think of the word right now, but like a little bit more poise, more leadership and stuff, because a lot of those games were kind of like in his grasp and he just kind of let, let it slip with a late game pick or just a bad completion, not, uh, not uh, converting on a third, a third and short or a third and long. Uh, if uh, Dan Campbell's in his ear, saying one play, uh, I, he should be confident enough to, you know, audible and change uh, some things up. Uh, but, um, uh i i want to see this team uh, succeed i want to uh, i want to see what they can do and, and and see the lions have some good luck in their in their stuff because after that justin tucker kick i'm like yeah i don't,
1: like, I don't
2: think uh, uh they're gonna make the playoffs or anything if that stuff is happening through the season so uh, uh i i want to see the lions succeed
0: of course if they can go 500 in their division beat the bears twice, sneak out one against Minnesota or Green Bay, which I think they could. I think they're going to be they're going to be sitting pretty. Um looking at the Chicago Bears real quick. Do we have to? No. <laughs> we can just skip over them. There's no. Justin Fields. I like Justin Fields. Yeah. I do. I mean We're all kind of keeping an eye on Roquan Smith as well, too, and Robert Quinn. Those are two guys that are targets. Um, I'm a Jalen Johnson fan. I think he's just getting stiffed over there. Jalen Johnson is a beast. Um, And it's a shame what happened to Nikhil Harry. I mean, I like David Montgomery. I just don't think he's going to be able to do anything now in that offense. And sucks for Bears fans, to be honest. That sucks for them. So I think they're going to finish last. Um, you go over to Green Bay. This, this is where it gets interesting for me. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is going to do Aaron Rodgers things. When no, no, is no. Father Time going to hit him? Will it ever? You know, That's actually a question we have to ask now. Will it do it? Um, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, another running back combo, arguably the best combo, one-two combo in the league. You could have that discussion. And then there's a lot of reports saying Alan Lazard is going to be stepping up. He's going to be that number one. He's going to be that guy. But, man. They have a lot of questions at receiver. Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb. Those aren't guys that are gonna go get you a thousand yards, that's for sure. Christian Watson is out right now. Romeo Dubes, Amari Rogers, these are guys that I honestly have not heard of. How is Aaron Rodgers gonna be able to do this? If he can come out and they're the best team after this year, this might be Aaron Rodgers' best season. But Robert Tanyan's out. David Bakhtiari's out. Those are Big names for teams that don't have a lot of depth. The right guard, Jenkins, he's out as well, too. Then you go on the defensive side. I mean, I like Devondre Campbell. We all do. We all love what Devondre did here and and wish he could have stuck around and, and done better. But Jair Alexander, one of the best corners in the league, and I love me some Darnell Savage. How does that happen uh, in that uh, whatever I'm trying to say with the, with the Packers organization, how does that work? After signing him to, what, $47 million over – for a year every year or is it 52 a year it was a ridiculous number the minnesota vikings here is the team that i think will win the nfc north dalvin cook alexander madison you could also have that conversation about those two dalvin cook could be the number, rb1 at the end of the year he could be he is that good he just didn't get the help last year justin jefferson adam Thielen, kj osborne yes please irv smith jr who was primed for a damn good season last year and then got hurt right at the beginning yes please that defense did some things last year uh, well we can talk about patrick peterson and, and jordan hicks being over there but i've always been a supporter of eric kendris kendrick's who's a who's a beast but i think the vikings have a chance to go up and snag the nfc north am i off base here with anybody
1: I think it's fair to say they have a chance. They've got a brand new coach, and that's always a question mark. You know, sometimes new coaches come out uh, and hit the ground running. You know, uh, and sometimes they struggle. Yeah. Um, so that that we'll see. You know, how what kind of coaches he? They've got they've got the weapons. They've got a capable quarterback. They've got some nice weapons on offense. They've got some solid players on defense. You know, they're a pretty balanced team. Um, So I think the Vikings have as good a chance as anyone Uh, with Green Bay, though you can never count them out. um, Even with the receiver, they've had receiver questions before, you know, um, before Devontae Adams kind of emerged and and Rodgers finds a way. And Green Bay has a really good defense, a good offensive line, and they have Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, health for some of those players you mentioned will be a key. But I, I mean, I you know I don't I don't completely disagree with that. You know, I think it's between Green Bay and Minnesota, the lines are going to be frisky and the Bears are going to be ugly.
0: Hey, if Green Bay is is struggling, and Detroit can get a couple wins there, there's a multiverse where it happens. <laughs> JJ, who do you got for the NFC North?
2: Uh, I actually got the Vikings, man. Like Green Bay is a lot worse, dude. And like as as much as like. I've killed Aaron Rodgers uh, throughout his career with just uh, like what he's done in the playoffs. Rightfully I mean, so, yeah. Rightfully so, he is a top five QB ever, arguably. And I just don't see uh, a like a dimension that he can really have a really good season. I mean, he, like I'm guessing his number one target is going to be Randall Cobb, uh, going forward. But like offensive lines, worse defensive. Lines worse, uh, uh, corners are questionable. Uh, the whole team's injury problem, just like how they were last year. And like I, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm spacing on the head coach's name. Uh, what's his name again?
1: Oh, of course you would ask. Uh, I'm
2: forgetting
0: his name.
1: Matt uh, Matt Lafleur. Matt Lafleur. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Friends with
0: Kyle Shanahan under that whole tree. I had the whole thing in my head, but not the name. <laughs>
2: Uh, those two on record are, uh, are, uh, have been like bumping heads and stuff. So I I just don't see, uh, like, uh, the Packers really doing much, especially if it comes to playoff time, uh, like, uh. History repeats itself in a sense, but I'm not gonna kill Aaron this year if uh, he doesn't get it done because this team is significantly worse. But with the Vikings, I mean, they're they're kind of stacked all around. Uh, arguably, one of the best wide receiver rooms uh, in the league. Uh, I'm a big Justin Jefferson guy, even though he can really piss me off sometimes. Uh, but um, uh, I like I really like this team, but uh, with uh, what with their QB situation, uh, I'm not. Totally sold. Uh, I love Dalvin Cook, but they ran him to the ground, and they keep on doing it. And you know, it's going to get to a point where uh, they're going to have a lot less ammunition when it comes to playoff time. So I think the Vikings win the division, and Green
0: Bay comes in second.
2: And uh, I just don't see this division particularly going far uh, or deep into the playoffs.
0: And that part I agree with.
1: I will one wild card I want to throw in there. Is if Christian Watson, I know he's banged up, but he's I think he's supposed to be getting back soon from that injury. If he can develop chemistry with Aaron Rodgers, that dude, second round pick from a small school, is immensely talented. He's got all the tools to be a good NFL receiver. And it's 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 funny when you have those great quarterbacks, it was the same way with Brady in New England. Like it's just a matter of does the receiver click with him or not? And they don't always. <laughs> You know, but when he Mm. finds his guy, right? You know, and Rodgers has kind of been like that too, right? Devontae Adams was his guy. Yeah. Uh, You know, Randall Cobb inexplicably is still his guy. Uh, So the wild card for me is does Christian Watson become one of Rodgers' guys? Because if he does, and that connection pays off, it could be it could be really good. So I still have the Packers as the team I would most likely bet on to win the division, but uh, you know Minnesota's right there.
0: Facts. Those are those are all that. good points. Let's let's head over to the NFC East and we're gonna speed it up just a little bit to get everybody out of here on time with a with a nice good rest for tomorrow. <laughs> NFC East. Um I'm not sold that the Cowboys are the number one team here. I am very intrigued by the Eagles right now. I really am. Um a lot of reports saying Jalen Hurts has figured it out is what is quote for quote being said. You got Miles Sanders, who who's a do-it-all back. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, I like those, uh, plus Jalen Rager, excuse me. I like those targets, plus Dallas Godair, which was a nice little pickup there. Fletcher Cox is a dude. Hassan Reddick is a dude. Darius Slay, dude. James Bradbury, he's a dude, too. I, Josh Sweat, I forgot about Josh Sweat. They have... They have a lot of players on this, and maybe it's a new coach that kicks it in their ass, that gets everything straight, and they can become a, a dynamic team. I, I mean, I'm not an Eagles fan. I'm not a Cowboys. I don't like anybody in the NFC East, but I'm not just going to hand it over to Dallas this year. Can Dallas do it again if Dak stays healthy? Absolutely. I don't trust Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott at all. Tony Pollard needs to be the starting running back there. Michael Gallup is still out right now. Uh, they traded Amari Cooper. CD Lamb. CD Lamb's going to do CD Lamb things, but trading Amari Cooper, letting him go, I think, was just blasphemy. Their line is not like what it was in the mid to 2010s, right? It, they're just not those guys right now. Anthony Barr on defense out. I like Leighton Vanderish. I like it, Vanderish. I really do. Demarcus Lawrence, you could talk me into him. Trevon Diggs. I don't think he gets 10 interceptions again. Malik Hooker. uh, I kind of like him. And Micah Parsons is a guy I kind of like too, but these are all like kind of's right. And all it takes is one little thing in Cowboys land to go wrong. (laughs) And things can go very wrong there. And I think it's because it is the Dallas Cowboys. Like you have these expectations. So when there's one little break in the back, everything else comes tumbling down there. I will forever. Ever believe in Dak Prescott though? I told everybody coming out of Mississippi State six rounders, like that was wrong. He should have been a second or third rounder. He is good. And then lo and behold, there he is. So when you have the best quarterback in the division, you have a chance to win, obviously. And Dak Prescott is that dude. But look out for the Eagles. Giants, on the other hand, I don't trust Daniel Jones at all. I like Saquon. I like Kenny Galladay. I think that was a loss for the Lions. I wish the Lions could have kept him. I like Kayvon Thibodeau, Leonard Leonard Williams, and Dexter Lawrence. I think that's going to be a tough line for a couple of years to come. And Blake Lawrence, for that matter. Or Blake Martinez, excuse me, not Blake Lawrence. Um, I just don't believe anything in Daniel Jones. And then you go to the commanders. They have Carson Wentz. And that's where the conversation ends for me. Period. You got Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, Curtis Samuel, Dotson, all these dudes. Logan Thomas, whenever he gets back. But you have Carson Wentz. Why do you think J.J. Taylor got all those yards and carries last year? Carson Wentz can't throw. And they're learning that. They're learning that. So the dues that they have on defense are legit, and their defense will win them some games. But I don't trust them. So I'm picking Washington 4, Giants 3, Cowboys 2, and Eagles 1 for my picks. J.J., let's start, let's start off with you right now for the NFC East. What do you got?
2: Yeah, I don't know about the Eagles, man. Uh, I, I think the defense is going to carry uh, a lot uh, of their wins. I'm not totally sold on Jalen Hurts yet. There's nothing that I've seen from Jalen Hurts uh, for me to be excited about, uh, per se. I mean, I don't hate the guy or anything. I think he's uh, he has potential uh, to be better than Dak Prescott uh, maybe in a couple of years. Um, but That's right, um,
0: Kyler. That's right, Kyler
2: like i hate this division so much it's 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 so it's so mediocre and it's like it's just it's a thanksgiving uh division man i i I just can't watch thanksgiving division
0: (laughs) so um like i
2: like you know you know me i don't like the cowboys at all i'm not sold on dak um like he has his moments but he crashes and burns but he doesn't get kill uh, as killed as Kyler Murray. Um, is he, uh, it sucks about Zeke. I like, uh, I'm a big Ohio state guy. He, he's never really rejected up, uh, to his, uh, Ohio state days and stuff. Rejected. Like, All right, Michigan, chill out.
1: <laughs> Wild um, shot. <laughs> uh like,
2: uh, I think the Cowboys are going to win the division like they always do. Um, They're gonna probably lose to the Niners again in the playoffs or something like that. Uh, But uh, this division, you know, it's just mediocrity, man. It's it's the same thing every year. I like uh, Jerry Jones refuses to invest in players and you know build around a solid foundation. And uh, I feel bad for Cowboys fans to a certain extent, but I mean, they, you know, they anything Jerry does, it's the gospel. And, you know, if they want to ride that boat, let, let, let them go ahead. You know, uh, I think in a couple of years, I think the Eagles can flourish into something really good of uh, that 2018 uh, team. I absolutely love that Eagles team. And I think one day they can get to that. Uh, Jalen hurts. Uh, he I think he'll oh, get the hell out of here with that. Sonia. um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'll give Jalen Hurts another couple of years. I feel like you need to drop your expectations down a little bit more just considering uh, going forward. But uh, I think uh, Dallas wins the the division and then Eagles are a little behind. uh, But uh, everybody else we don't need to talk about.
0: Joe, what do you think?
1: I know you want to get through this on time, so I will make this quick and concise. The Cowboys have the best quarterback. The Eagles have the best roster.
0: Bingo. The commanders
1: yes. have the best coach and the giants have the best chance to get the number one overall pick.
2: <laughs> I like that, but I'm, I'm going to say
1: it's, I, it's, I think the Eagles and the Cowboys will be duking it out for number one. I I could see it going either way but I like the Eagles a little bit better because I just don't like the Cowboys. I but I just I know you're you're out on Wentz and I'm not in on Wentz but I'm in on Ron Rivera has won with lesser quarterbacks. Mm. Um so so they'll point. be feisty and fighting for a wild card spot. I don't know if they'll get there.
0: I do if fantasy fans I do think it's intriguing to grab Antonio Gibson because if they're going to have to run the ball like Ron Rivera wants to. I think Antonio Gibson is going to be that guy, especially finding out that Carson Wentz is not the most accurate passer. And unfortunately, the, my favorite player in this division is Terry McLaurin. I love Terry McLaurin and what he does. Man, that guy is massively underrated. If he could get a QB to play with him for two-plus seasons in a row where we can get some rhythm and establish it, I think he's just going to jump off the charts. I absolutely love Terry McLaurin. But for me, I got the Eagles. And then Cowboys number two. Let's hop over the AFC quickly. AFC South. I don't think much needs to be said about the Houston Texans and arguably the number one pick incoming right here for these guys. Um, I, I'm a Marlon Mack fan. It was a bummer what happened to him and Indy getting hurt and then J.J. Taylor showing out. I think Marlon Mack was very underrated. I love Brandon Cooks and everything he's done through the years, but unfortunately you got Davis Mills. Don't have much of a defense to speak of. And that's kind of that my pick for this year is not the Titans. I am going with the Colts this year with Matt Ryan, Matty ice going in there, you know exactly what they did with a uh, dude from San Diego that, that just retired recently. They're, Philip they're picking up Phillip rivers. Thank you. They're picking up that same playbook and they're going with it. There's if you're not picking high and you can't get a good quarterback, run it with old guys. Allah, Philip Rivers, or Carson Palmer. I get it. And Matty Ice can still be that guy when everything is working around him. J.J. Taylor, RB1, period, right? Naheem Himes, Philip Lindsay, that could be the best running back room. And it probably is. That is probably the best running back room in all of football. Philip Lindsay, Hines, Taylor, come on those are killers right now then you got michael Pittman jr then you got paris campbell coming in mo alley cox is a very underrated tight end and matt ryan loves to use tight ends for anybody that needs a tight end look at mo alley cox and look at what matt ryan has done in the past with all of his tight ends especially dude that went to cleveland just a couple years ago he was a atlanta tight end went over there austin hooper Austin Hooper yeah. was like tight end two or three to end a couple seasons ago. So just look at Mo Alleycox, um, Quentin Nelson, uh, arguably the best lineman in the game. Um, then you got DeForest Buckner, Yannick Ngaku, Shaq Leonard, who's, who's unfortunately out right now, and Julian Blackman and Stefan Gilmore at cornerback. Like this is a team primed and ready to go when we can have the conversation that they might be a favorite coming out of the AFC. You can have that conversation with me. We're going to talk about Cincy and and a couple other teams, but I really like the Colts. Jacksonville, I'm curious what Christian Kirk does. I'm very curious to see what Christian Kirk does, you know, and Travis Etienne and James Robinson. Trevor Lawrence, I kind of like. Marvin Jones Jr., you know, pretty good. Defense, defense has Davon Hamilton, Trayvon Walker, and, you know, Josh Allen. That's kind of about it for them. So another building year, another first year head coach. Hopefully they have healthy players. Let's see what they do. And Tennessee, just they keep losing dudes left and right, man. They just keep losing dudes. You still got Derrick Henry. You still got Traylon Burks. They have Austin Hooper now. Um, Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback. So, I mean, I'm not sold on them. I think they're number two. I think the Colts are number one. Anybody else disagree?
1: I think you're about right. One, just I'd like to highlight another rookie, Alec Pierce, wide receiver out of Cincinnati. Yeah. Second round picks looking good. He was a guy I really liked coming into the draft for for uh, the Colts. Just another another guy. If he hits, that just adds to their their weapons. So, um, yeah, I I, th- I think the Colts seem like the 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 best uh, pick in that division.
0: What do you think, AJ? Uh,
1: Uh, Quick question for you guys. I'm actually curious because I heard this question floating around.
2: Uh, Who do you think is going to win more games, uh, the Jaguars or the Patriots? Patriots. 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 I feel like it's close. (laughs) I feel like Trevor Lawrence is going to kind of go up a bit.
0: I'd love to see it. Yeah? I'd love to see it.
1: Mac Jones had a nice rookie year. Uh, You know, um, I mean, you know, Bill Belichick – is, I mean, I, I I do believe he's the best coach in the NFL. Um, even without, I mean, I think he can win without Brady. Um, he's not going to be as good, but I think don't start with
0: me. <laughs> not a fan, I'm not a Bill Belichick, fan I'm not all. a
1: fan, I, 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 but I respect his game.
0: I will not say anything of the sorts. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, no, but uh, Evan, I think you're uh, right on the money about this uh, division. of um, The Titans, you know, I think their year was last year with all the weapons that they had, but, you know, injuries killed them. And, you know, we know how Tannehill can be sometimes, you know, and, you know, Derrick Henry got hurt on the back half of the season. And uh, yeah, just going into now uh, they don't have Julio anymore. Uh, you know, who knows uh, how Derrick Henry is going to be. And, you Plus, you're relying on Tannehill now. So, <laughs> uh, best so, cheating um, coach
0: yet at a girl, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, I definitely think you're on the money about this division. I, I do want to see a redemption from Matty Ice uh, with the Colts. Uh, the, I love the Colts system. It worked for Rivers, uh, it worked for uh, Carson Wentz to a certain extent. And I'll love to see what uh, uh, Matt Ryan does with it because I think he still has some gas in the tank.
0: All, all fair points. Uh, let's move over to the uh, AFC East. Why don't we? Um, New York Jets. Buffalo. Going down. Buffalo wins it. Uh, Buffalo for sure wins it. <laughs> the Jets, Jets are going to jet three, four, five wins incoming. I really don't want to talk too much about Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco over there. Um, <laughs> to, to me, Buffalo's number one i'm gonna go with miami number two is two gonna break out and be be as good as people are kind of coming out and I saying i mean i want to see harry kill and jalen waddle you can sell me on that our our boy trent Sherfield is over there he's a uh, he's lining up as a, a second unit so way to go chase trent Bundy. i'd love to see sheriff do some things over there listen to this running back group though not only chase Edmonds, who we're all very curious about what he does and if he can stay healthy you got Raheem Mostert, number two, also injury question. Sony Michelle and Miles Gaskin. That is a very deep room full of talent, but not a lot of producers. One of them has to be able to step up if they want to have a good season. Mike Giuseppe, obviously a, a legitimate player. Then you got Roquan Davis on defense, Emmanuel Ogba, uh, Jalen Phillips, Xavier Howard. They've got a lot of guys back there who I like. Patriots I mean Mac Jones was Mac Jones I wasn't anything special but neither was Tom Brady to start off with I do like Damian Harris and James White I really like Damian Harris I mean he had like the most touchdowns inside the five five yard line I think last year uh Parker is is a wide receiver up there now how is he gonna do up there then Kendrick Bourne Jacoby Myers Hunter Henry with Jonu Smith, they got the double tight ends again. Uh, defense, they've got dudes that we could talk about. Lawrence Guy forks up being one of them, but obviously the Buffalo Bills, man. Josh Allens, Stephon Diggs, uh, Gabe Davis. Watch out for Gabriel Davis, you guys. If you're not picking him up on fantasy in the fourth, fifth, or sixth round, something's wrong with you. Watch out for him. I like me some Dawson Knox as well, too, and OJ Howard at tight end. They've got guys on defense in their 4-3 uh, with Ed Oliver, and don't forget, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, TreDavious White, and newly signed Von Miller back there. We trying to this. get OBJ too. So Bills 1, Dolphins 2, Pats 3, that other green team from New York 4. Uh <laughs> J- Joe, what do you what do you got for us on the AFC East? We can go over a little bit to get through yeah. these.
1: Yeah. I th- I think you're 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 pretty much right on the the mark there i think that's probably how it pans out i could see new england i know you you don't want to hear about belichick i could see them fighting for that second place yeah who uh have you have you have you uh seen any of the memes and the stuff to anon the the two truthers no No. (laughs) you'll need to google that there's there's a twitter account there's a video it's hilarious Um, the two truthers Two anon uh but That's I think the, the Miami players. dolphins are, are seem to be one of those teams that is a trendy pick be, to have, you know, the, the, uh, a fiery, uh, you know, offense in terms of, you know, with the receivers and such, and, you know, people really like, uh, Jalen Waddle and understandably. So, and then, you know, um, you know, the moves that they've made, you know, uh, adding, um, I'm bringing it up. Uh,
0: I, I found it.
1: <laughs> you found two and on, right? You know, a, adding Tyreek Hill, right? It's hilarious, yeah. Um, you know, Tua is the big question mark, but they've got a good roster. But Buffalo, though, you know, they are to the AFC to me what Tampa Bay is, the NFC in terms of the most complete roster or one of the most complete rosters up mm. in Buffalo. Not many weaknesses, and if you if you want to say they have a weakness, maybe it's running back. And if you're going to have a weakness, that's where you want it. You just need you just need guys. If you got a good offensive line, you just need some guys. And I like the guy uh, James Cook, Dalvin Cook's brother, who's a great receiving back. He's going to be a nice addition. So uh, I, I think Buffalo is in contention for the top of the AFC in general, the number one seed.
2: I'm a big Buffalo guy, man. Uh, Josh Allen coming into the league. I uh, got a lot of shit, um, but I always kind of had faith in him. And Nap, like he had one of the craziest, best uh, playoff performances I've seen from a young QB in a long time uh, that happened against the Chiefs last season. So um, I-, I have high hopes for Buffalo um, uh, just going forward in general. And uh, Joe, uh, you're right. They're definitely going to be repping the AFC in my opinion uh, you know, going into the playoffs. But, um, yeah, it's Buffalo and everybody else is underneath, so.
0: Yep, completely agree. Uh, Let's move on. We're going to get into the AFC North now. AFC North is a very intriguing, very intriguing division this year. I think ultimately Cincinnati comes out if Joe Burrow is healthy. Um, Obviously, he had the appendectomy, which shouldn't be too terrible. But in my opinion, this is the best wide receiver room. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Yeah. I mean, wow. All those three. I think the Arizona Cardinals might have the most depth one through five, plus their receiving options at tight end. But I think the Bengals depth chart just at wide receiver at at the top is tremendous. I love Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon showed out last year as he's supposed to. Their their offensive line is better. Joe Burrow, I think, is going to be a little bit better. That defense is going to be a little bit better. I, I really like this team. Uh, number two for me, I'm going to go with uh, Baltimore. Does J.K. Dobbins stay healthy? Does Gus Edwards stay healthy? Can they have a running game, right? Can, can Lamar Jackson do enough things with the lack of weapons and no Hollywood there? I mean, Mark Andrews is my tight end number one this year, by the way. I mean, who else is going to catch, catch passes? He's my tight end number one right now. But can that group do enough on offense to support a dope defense like they have. I mean, ah, it makes me so sad. They have Josh Bynes starting. That just makes me sad. Like another guy we had right there sitting for us. That was cheap. Just and gone. Uh, Marcus Peters. When is he going to get back? Marlon Humphrey. I mean, I love this defense along with Calais Campbell. So sad. Uh, And I don't know who to pick for third and fourth between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Cleveland has the better running back tandem, but they have drama, drama, drama going on. The Pittsburgh Steelers have Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph. Like, that's hard to win. They're not going to win a lot. That defense, that defense can win games. Uh, Najee Harris is going to be a top three running back again this year. They got some, Deontay Johnson, Claypool, Pickens, they got some nice guys on the outside. I don't trust that running, or the quarterback room, and I don't trust the things going on in Cleveland JJ, who do you see, since you're an Ohio native, who do you see being last in that division?
2: Ah, man, that's tough. Uh, Mike Tomlin is such a good coach, man. Like, uh, you think uh, he's going to break even, if if not like a game or two, uh, like above 500. Um, Going in with Mason Rudolph and uh, Mitch Trubisky, maybe. I mean, the offensive line is solid. The defense isn't you know, something to go crazy about uh, outside of uh, TJ Watt. So um, uh, I would have to go with the Browns last because of their quarterback situation. I mean, uh, mean, it was announced today that Watson is going to be playing uh, game one of the preseason for them. And, I mean, we're just going to see how that goes with them. You know, I mean, Cleveland shot themselves in the foot by kind of pulling the trigger on uh, Watson kind of early – in the process, I don't think there was much of a bidding war when it came to getting them. They, they definitely should have waited, kind of killed their chances. Um, But it's, uh, it's going to, it's going to be tough uh, for the bottom two at least. But when it comes to just the top pick alone, um, uh, I think uh, Cincinnati comes out again. Uh, They did make improvements uh, a little bit on the offensive line, uh, which was Really bad last year, but uh, PFF says that they're uh, right in the middle. They're kind of average, but Joe Burrow was running for his life. But but uh, yeah, I think Cincinnati makes it now than Baltimore uh, with uh, Lamar missing his uh, number one option. Uh, now we have him. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I've never been too crazy about Lamar. Uh, I think Kyler is a better QB at the end of the day. Not to say Lamar is a either. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, Lamar just needs to stay healthy. I mean, I know he's looking for his paycheck and all that stuff. And this might be his proof of year uh, uh, to, you know, secure that uh, contract and uh, prove the haters wrong, I guess. Haters being me, I guess. So, <laughs> uh, But, uh, like, I definitely you- see Cincinnati uh, winning this. Uh, pre- I think pretty favorably, too. So, Joe, where are you at?
1: I'm a little more bullish on Baltimore, I think, than y'all are. Oh, really? I know you like them. Um, I just, I have a lot of respect for how they build their roster and how they do things. And they oh, have the sure. sustained it's success. Yeah. yeah and, and the way they draft. And, and you know, Rashad Bateman, was for, uh, first round pick last year, is a guy that they're going to need to have step up, you know, and kind of develop. So we'll see. I really liked him coming out. I think it was Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken, where he was playing college ball. I, I really, I think I might be wrong. I really liked him. And, So if he can kind of step up, that could could be huge in filling that void. Um, But I I like their defense, and I think their offense always finds a way to get do enough. Um, But it's going to be between them and Cincinnati. It's it's a dogfight between those two. You know, the question is: Cincinnati have a little bit of a regression year on defense in particular? I agree with you. Their receiver room is the best in the NFL, but on defense, you know, it's a little bit of a patchwork defense. It's a good there's some good players there, but some of them had really good years last year that were atypical. So we'll see, do they, especially at cornerback, does that happen again for them? Um, You know, Pittsburgh on paper should be the bottom of the division, but Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season as a head coach and is underrated. He's respected, but underrated when you're talking about Boom, them, shakalaka!
0: that's yeah, right, right. Damn right. it.
1: When you're talking about best <laughs> coaches, in the NFL, you better put some respect on his name. Right. But they yeah. don't. Right. Um but you know is Kenny Pick the rookie going to be starting for them you don't know quarterback situation's tough I I worry that this might be his first non 500 season but he's, okay. not gonna, he's not going to he's not going to win 3 games he's going to be like 7 games of, or 8 games sure. he's, he's going to find a way Um and you said drama 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 with Cleveland I say karma 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 like if there's Ooh. if there's uh justice in this universe they're going to be last place uh sorry they you know when you saw the bs kind of way they tried to spin the the watson thing i i listen i hope that the whole deshaun watson thing blows up in the browns face not nothing against the browns but i hope it becomes a cautionary tale that powerful teams and uh people stop protecting people who are doing the kinds of stuff deshaun watson did so uh yeah, I mean, so hell yeah. If there's if there's justice in the universe, then the Browns are going to struggle. Sorry if you're a Browns fan, but um, you know I love it. That's right. Jacoby Brissett's probably gonna be the starting quarterback. I talked about this on my stream uh last time. Like do, I I'll wonder r- if Jaco- I'll root for him though. I will yeah, root yeah. for
0: Jacoby. Absolutely. I He's just seven. gotta
1: wonder though, he keeps finding his way into starting lineups. Does he make voodoo dolls of the quarterbacks and <laughs> <from> the teams <laughs> yes. he goes to? Like because you know what I'm saying like, like in Andrew major Luck. like in major league. What was what I mean was one of Andrew
0: Luck? What was he doing in, ma- in major Joe league Boo. that he was bring- Joe Boo Jobu. Yeah. Jobu. He has a joke
1: yeah. I mean he 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 ends up starting in in you know in uh for the Colts because Andrew Luck retires and now here he is finds his way to Cleveland and the coincidence, I don't know. Uh, so anyway, um, but yeah, it's, it's between the Bengals and the Ravens for me. And if I have to pick one, I'm just going to, just to go different, I'm going to go Baltimore, but it'll be close.
0: And it could be maybe their defense steps up with everybody healthy, too. Maybe they are that much better with everybody healthy. You know, injuries are a bitch that that happens. AFC West, the best division in football this year. All four teams could not only compete for the Super Bowl, they could win the division, they could win the AFC, all of them. I don't know who's going to be last. And to be completely honest with you, I think it comes down to an injury game. And it's yeah. looking like that could potentially be Denver early. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how things play out. I don't know who to pick last. But I do have an idea who I think might be first. I think it might be the Chargers this year. Mm. For me, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Uh, I want to start with the defense. Not only Joey Bosa and Asante Samuel Jr. Mm. They got the homie Khalil Mack. They pick up J.C. Jackson. Just in time for uh uh oh dude uh, Devonte Adams sorry I was thinking Devonte Green or something <laughs> just in time for Devonte Adams to get signed and play over here and Tyreek Hillies, I I they had so much momentum last year so much momentum I like what the Chargers are doing they I mean remember they got Corey Lindsley at center Mike Williams Keenan Allen uh, Josh Palmer Gerald Everett the pass catchers. Who doesn't love a little bit of Austin Eckler and Isaiah Spiller? Isaiah Spiller was not picked high enough, in my opinion. I think he was one of the – I wanted the Cardinals to pick him up. He's one of the better picks down there. And then Justin Herbert is that guy. Um, Our our good buddy who came up with the name of He's on Fire podcast, Albert, (laughs) a longtime San Diego fan, is a little salty right now. (laughs) I know. You're right. It is fool's gold probably, but I like what they've built together the last few years. We can get into the Raiders. I I think if I were to pick one, they might be last. You know, I, I really think getting Chandler Jones is fool's gold. You want to talk about fool's gold? I think it's Chandler Jones. You know, I like Denzel Perryman to a point. Max Crosby, I think, is their best defensive player. I love Max Crosby. Um, you could talk to me about Josh Jacobs and Hunter Renfro and Devonne Adams and Darren Waller and stuff, but... I, there's just something about Derek Carr I don't personally trust. Kansas City I think takes takes a step back. You know they they got Juju Marcus about scatling Merkel Hardman and Travis Kelsey, which is great for Mahomes. And can Clyde Edwards Hilaire actually stay healthy and Ronald Jones back him up? Defense, this is the worst defense in in that division. You know, one reason I think the Colts are going to be really good is because the defenses that they play in that division. And that's going to be some free wins for them as opposed to teams like Kansas City. I don't think anybody here is going to get a home game in the playoffs. I mean, one will because they'll win, obviously, but they're not going to have home games through and out. So I think that's a benefit to everybody else. Kansas City takes takes a step down and then. What are the Broncos going to look like? That's the biggest X factor. What's Russell going to look like with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon are another arguably top five running back room. I do like me some Court, Courtland Sutton, excuse me. I do love me some Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, very, very underrated. And I think he's going to do amazing things there. I still like their defense with Pat Sertain. Uh, the second kareem jackson ronald darby bradley chubb brandy gregory if he can get it together dj jones i like dj jones coming from casey that's a good defense too so for me i got the Chargers on top the raiders on the bottom i don't know how the rest is going to fit if i'm being honest joe let's start with you toughest division in football yay or nay
1: yeah and the toughest to pick
0: Right. As, yep. as you've,
1: as you've said, and uh, listen, if you told me you could arrange the outcome of this division in any order, and I'd believe it. Right. If you told me that's, what's going to happen. But if I, but we have to, we have to kind of pick to me, you know, Vegas, knife Las to the Vegas, throat.
0: knife to the throat, <laughs> right,
1: right. Las Vegas is to me, the team I, I, I have the least confidence in They're Everyone's talking about them because Devonte Adams I think Derek Carr is, is a nice quarterback, but I think he's, you know, he's, he's kind of in that, he's like a poor man's
0: Kirk. He's like that 12 to 18 range, right? Right.
1: Right. You can, if you have a good team around him, especially a good defense, you can win with him. but I don't think they have that kind of defense, right. You know, Max Crosby's great, but yeah. Um, So for me, they're kind of at the bottom and then the Denver Broncos, I think are probably the next, you know, their third, uh, and for me then it's between kansas city and the chargers um i'm gonna go with the chiefs at the top of the division but if you told me the chargers won it doesn't you know i'd totally buy it um just mahomes to me is still the dude at quarterback i think he's the best quarterback in the nfl right now uh in terms of talent and, and and what he can do um yes they they lost some key players but there's they'll find a way with Andy Reed and they've still got enough talent to put up points. Um, uh, But the Chargers, are the, I feel like are the most complete team in that division. So, you know, so yeah. th- they're right there.
0: JJ, what do you got?
2: Um, Man, like uh, this is definitely the hardest division uh, in the league. And when it came to picking a bottom one, it was actually really easy for me. I think the Broncos are going to be uh, last. Um, really? Yeah. Just, yeah, just some, uh, some petty, Stuff towards uh, Russell Wilson, you know,
1: he's heating up.
2: R- ride high, you know, mile high. city. <laughs> that's, that's let's rad. ride, <laughs> <laughs> let's ride. Yeah, that's what yeah, it yeah.
1: let's ride. Bron- Broncos country, let's go. Yeah, let's ride. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's ride. <laughs> uh,
2: but uh, I think the Broncos are going to be last. Um, I mean. Definitely better uh, position uh, than uh, what Seattle was going to be if uh, Russell stayed. Uh, I uh, I think they're going to be last uh, considering everything else uh, they have to go through the gauntlet. Um, I I have a buddy. He he's a Raiders fan, and uh, he's actually a, more of an NFL guy than a, a Raiders fan in this sense. And he's kind of t- uh, talked me into the Raiders a little bit. Uh, like I talked a lot of smack about him last season. Uh, you know, just like just in general, because never been relatively sold on them, but considering what they went through last year with, uh, uh, with uh, the whole Gruden situation and with the injuries and what their car and the rest of the team were able to pull off towards the end of the season. I, I mean, they kind of uh, opened my eyes up a little bit, so I, I'm going to give them uh, a little bit of praise and a little bit of leeway when it comes to ranking these teams. But um I think the Chargers uh uh win the division I think uh pretty uh, like pretty comfortably I would say uh the Chiefs uh they're missing some key players the defense was suspect last year it's even uh worse <laughs> uh this year um I mean uh their back safeties and free safeties are not in a in a good position really uh the uh, it's just going to be deep balls and uh, one on ones uh, and like with any team that's uh gonna go against them, especially the Cardinals week one. I think that's exactly what we're gonna do. We're just gonna feed it down there. Um, but um yeah, I think the Chargers uh they win uh that division uh with the Chiefs coming in second. And I- I'm gonna put uh the Raiders third, but I wouldn't be this uh surprised if the Raiders actually take uh the second spot and uh, the that's Chiefs fall down third. I like I like Mahomes, but that there's a lot of a lot more question marks I'm seeing uh from the Chiefs than I am the Raiders. And and I think the Raiders pick up uh Raquan Smith. Is that the guy from Chicago? Mm. Uh the one uh that's seeking a trade. If they wow. end up uh, uh picking him up and uh, filling that linebacker spot I think that helps with that defense tremendously. So wow. uh, yeah. that is so, a
0: fair point. That would be a yeah, game changer so, for them.
2: Yeah, so if they pick him up, I think they're looking a lot better uh, going forward. So I wouldn't be uh, surprised if if the Raiders come in at the second spot.
0: Man, I I can't wait to see how this shakes out. I can't. Last, certainly not least, (laughs) our very own NFC West. I do not want to talk a lick about Seattle, except I have one question for both of you, then we'll get on Uh, to the rest of the teams. Does... (laughs) Does DK Metcalf demand a trade before next season begins? Yay or nay? Jay Joyce.
2: Uh, no. I want to say yeah, but no.
1: I'm saying no, I he like got paid.
2: Yeah. yeah. If Tyler Walker didn't do it, I don't think DK does it.
0: Hey, the only thing I'll say is Kenneth Walker III, the running back out of Michigan State, He's mm-hmm. he's up there now. Watch out for him. I'm not saying pick him in leagues or anything because I think Geno Smith and Drew Locke and Jacob Eason is just a a catastrophe in the quarterback room. But I do like me some Kenneth Walker. He hasn't put on that jersey yet, so I can say that, you know, we'll see. And Noah Font's probably going to be able to do some things. So them aside, I think the Niners win the division. I think the Rams are two, and I think the Cardinals are three. I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury. I don't like what they've done on defense in the offseason and their additions or lack of. It's frustrating to watch. I love what they've done on offense. But it's proven time and time again that either Cliff Kingsbury or Kyler Murray, they stop being on the same page. Year after year, they fumble. And I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is a leader of men. I don't, and I've been on record of saying that multiple, multiple, multiple times. I would love to come on and eat some crow if I am wrong about that. Like, prove me wrong. I want to be wrong. I want to root for this team. I want him to be the best head coach in the league. I just don't think he is. I just don't think he is. I think they finished with, oh, I'm not gonna say the record because we haven't gotten that show yet. Can't spoil that. But I think the the Niners are one. I mean, dude, they're 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 depth their depth chart, just this is their off or their defensive line. Drake Jackson, Javon Kinlaw, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, linebacker, Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, Aziz Alshahir, Traverius Ward, starting it off on the secondary, Jimmy Ward, Emmanuel Mosley, Jason Verrett. Like, I think they have by far the best defense. They don't have to be the best defensive player. In fact, the Rams have the top two defensive players in Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, but this is the most complete defense. Everything that we're hearing out of camp is Brandon. Ayuk is that guy. He has turned into another, another number one receiver for them. I mean, forks up. We knew that was going to happen. You could have told us you should have picked him in the first round in the top 10 picks. We knew this was coming out of him. You still got George Kittle. You still got use You still got a dope offensive line. Elijah Mitchell. Trey Sermon, Jeff Wilson, uh, uh, another top five running back room. But Trey Lance, everything that I'm hearing, dude, is that Trey Lance is going to be dangerous. If he was even remotely accurate last year, we lose to them. In the game that our our, uh, Max Williams goes down in, the one at home, we would lose that game. And he needs a little bit of seasoning. definitely shouldn't have tried to take Isaiah Simmons one-on-one. But if Trey Lance... Is better than Jimmy Garoppolo by a margin. I'm officially worried. Number two, I think you just have the natural Super Bowl pullback, you know, the drop of whatever when it comes to the Rams. I do like their addition of Allen Robinson. I do like Bobby Wagner. I, anybody that says Bobby Wagner isn't good anymore um, can eat Crow. Tyler Higby, Van Jefferson, Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup. But here's my thing with them. In my opinion, and we've seen this every single year of this guy's career, Matt Stafford gets injured. Last year was the outlier. Healthy, full 16 games to play. That's the outlier for Matt Stafford. 100%. And then OBJ comes in and things just click. It was like the perfect freaking storm for them. That's just my two cents. They do have a healthy running back. remember going in the season last year, all their running backs were hurt. So now they're healthy, but they didn't need them to win anyways. But I think they take the step back. I think Matt Stafford, who's already dealing with an elbow injury, uh, that kind of starts creeping up. And I think San Fran takes it. I don't like saying that. I don't like the Niners. I don't like the Rams. Can somebody please prove me wrong and make me believe in my beloved Arizona Cardinals? Joe, can we start with you? The man that hosts the Cardinal rule. (laughs)
1: I'm I'm an optimist when it comes to the Cardinals, and some people think I'm too optimistic. So I will first I will put that out there in the universe. I actually I actually like the moves the Cardinals made, with one exception. They need um, there's another move they need to make. They need to add a veteran cornerback. Okay, but in terms of the players they let walk, Chandler Jones, you described him as fool's gold yourself, right? Uh so they let him walk, and I I thought it was the right move. You know not paying the amount of money he wanted to make I think it was the right move to draft Some young edge rushers and let those guys Get some playing time But you know when you look at the the collapse You know we've all seen the stat That Cliff Kingsbury second half collapse Is going back to Texas Tech and that's fair And it's probably Has something to do with his system You know not making the kinds of Adjustments he needs to make But what I always say about Cliff Kingsbury is the dude is smart and he works hard. And that's a combination I'm willing to bet on. Sure. And he has been making adjustments. He's playing, he's using the tight end more than he did when he came into the league. And I think he's going to continue to make adjustments. So this is a little bit of a a leap of faith, hoping and trusting that he's going to look at what they, what, what happened last year and make some adjustments. But I also think, there's another reason that they collapsed in the second half and it was injuries and lack of depth when, you know, when they, they had great top line talent, but it was at depth where they were lacking. And when you look at the moves they made, they didn't go out and sign top line talent and that's, they didn't make the big splash moves that fans wanted. And that's why fans have been kind of irate about it. But what they did do is kind of, I think kind of quietly build some depth their offensive line is deeper than it was last year you've got you know Hernandez in there starting now you have two guys on the bench in Justin Murray and Josh Jones who have started for them before who are now depth you have a couple rookies instead of undrafted free agents you at least have day three rookies uh that you know LaCeda Smith and and Marquise Hayes that I kind of like as developmental and Sean Harlow Sean Harlow, former fourth-round pick of the Falcons, who's who's made some strides. So, like, they have guys now that were starters in, for them in the past. Not, not top-line stars, but that are now depth. So they've added depth. On the defense, the cornerback room, they need to add depth. But if they, if they sign Robert Alford back or someone who's comparable to him, their cornerback room is last year's cornerback room plus former second-round pick Josh Jackson, who – I'm a little bit optimistic about at least as a depth guy. So it's no worse if they can bring in a veteran They're where they were, but you're going kind to of pass rush. Like, yeah, they lost Chandler Jones and the guys they brought in are not Chandler Jones, but they do have depth. They have a couple of rookies they can develop. They have some guys, you know, they can develop. So they, they, they did not address the frontline talent, but they brought in depth to where you have to go further down their depth chart before you have to get to guys off the street who are undrafted free agents. They have, Day three draft picks as depth now, and that's what good teams do. You get those guys in the fifth, sixth, and seventh round. You develop them into guys that may not, not – sometimes they're starters, but a lot of times they're depth. But last year we were signing guys off the street in the second half of the season to start at cornerback for us um, and at other positions. Uh So I think they've done some things at that deeper depth level that hopefully will help them to sustain – when inevitably some injuries come down the pipeline.
0: But do you think they finish first in the division?
1: No, (laughs) I think they have a chance. Listen, their ceiling with their offensive playmakers and with a quarterback like Kyler Murray is a Super Bowl. But but is that the safe bet? No, I mean, I think I I would still put the Rams out of San Francisco. I'm not sold on Trey Lance, but I, I, I hear your point about the 49ers depth. I think, you know, their their coach does a good job out there, uh, especially in run in terms of his run uh, run schemes and, and and things like that. Um, I would push back on the Matthew Stafford injury narrative. He he a narrative. His first two years he got injured a lot. He played ten games his rookie year, three games the next year, and he had this I you know kind of this a narrative about him as injury prone. But he played. He did not miss a game from twenty eleven no. to twenty eighteen.
0: No, 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 I know I know that part, but he's yeah. always got the finger, the wrist. Okay, the shoulder, so the or nagging something, the something and then and the nagging injuries okay. and then and then he's throwing two touchdowns and the lions are up twenty one seven and then he throws yeah. three straight picks. Right. Because he of doesn't, these nagging he, injuries.
1: He, he do, okay, so that's fair. He doesn't miss games though as much as no. people think, right?
0: No, correct.
1: Um, but I, I still have the Rams as the class of the division. And I think, I think, man, the Cardinals are the high variance team though. Like you tell me their third place. I believe you tell me their first place. I believe the only thing I don't believe is fourth place because that shit is Seattle. Right. <laughs> but, um, th- the Cardinals it's, it's just hard to tell, but it's a youth movement on defense, but man, they got playmakers on offense and, and that can carry you far.
0: JJ, let's hear your official stance. Who wins the um, NFC West?
2: I'm really disappointed in you, Evan. Like <laughs> I didn't think you were gonna go that route. Um,
1: but don't this, start with me.
2: I, I, I'm I'm rolling high with the Cardinals, dude. Like I think uh, the Rams are gonna start off a little bit slow, like, like you mentioned with the Super Bowl hangover. And uh, I think uh, we'll probably uh, go even uh, by the time uh, Hop comes back. If we, if we uh, get it to uh, week seven and we're 3-3 and we have uh, Hop back, uh, I think a lot more uh, things open for us. And I think that's a great start into uh, just pacing ourselves and splitting up wins and not trying to run ourselves to the ground and, Sure. we get to the playoffs healthy and kyler can de- develop uh, his game like he's done every season thus far i think uh, kyler's going to uh, be an mvp talks i think um like uh, uh cliff has learned I, like i have a lot of faith in uh just everything that's uh, going on with uh uh with the defensive side of things i think uh i kind of like Put a lot of questions around our D-line, which, uh, I mean, it's very valid, but I think we can get by to, uh, uh, to a certain extent. I do want to see an Isaiah Simmons jump. Uh, of course, the Rams scare me, you know, with, um, you know, Sean McVeigh, You know, he's, he's my Freddy Krueger when it comes to this uh, division and stuff. He just haunt haunts us all the time. So like, obviously he's going to be lingering and stuff. I'm not sold on Trey Lance whatsoever. I mean, training cam videos. I mean, we can talk about those all day, you know, but like, I, I, I I just uh, like, I need to see something like Jimmy G. Like he's a very good QB. He's just inconsistent as hell. (laughs) And he, and he gets injured. So with Trey Lance being the starter, I like, I think uh, they're going to have a lot of dud games, uh, like, I don't think uh, they're going to get to that number one uh, uh, position in the division. I think they're going to be at third, uh, r- right above Seattle. Uh, then I, I think the ramps uh, come second and the Cardinals first, but it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be tight. Like it was last year, but I think the Cardinals wins are going to be a little more spread out. I don't think we start eight and no, like, or seven and no, like we did last season. I like, I, like I said this at the uh, end of the season, if, uh, if our wins were sort of split up of uh, the conversations would have been completely different. You know, we wouldn't like we wouldn't have been talking about firing Vance Joseph and Cliff Kingsbury if if uh like let's say going into uh week 12 uh we we were like uh you know eight and four or something you know like yeah we would have totally been cool with that so um I think the the Cardinals uh, get the number one seed uh I'm gonna be optimistic and stuff but I think I think we go even uh, going into uh, game seven, and uh, I think as soon as we get Hop back or he gets a reduction somehow, I don't know if that that ship has sailed yet. But uh, I think once we get him back, a lot of things will uh, you know open up for us. So.
0: That part I agree with.
1: I thought I was optimistic. I tipped my cap to you, Mr. J. Joyce. Thank you,
0: thank you, Joseph. Thank hey, you. last year, last year he predicted thirteen wins. Nice And and they were close. If it wasn't for injuries, Mm -hmm. he would have hit it dead on. (laughs)
2: I'll say
0: this. Spoiler alert for our our preview episode for the Cardinals schedule release. I do think the Arizona Cardinals beat Kansas City week one. Mm. I do think I think there's upset alert just everywhere there, especially the way we handled Tennessee last year. Tennessee was supposed to run us over. How, are, how I mean, we've already talked about KC. How are they going to react with losing everybody? Their defense, I think, is very trashy at best. And Kyler's – this is Kyler's team, clearly. I do think Kyler is primed for a huge 5,000-yard year, like a mm-hmm. huge, monstrous mm-hmm. season, especially with Hollywood Brown. I just don't – like when, when push comes to shove at the end of the day in week 16, I don't trust us to get it done. And I hate saying that because that's just what I feel. This is, I mean, the first six games, Kansas City, at Las Vegas, the Rams, at Carolina, home to Philadelphia, then finally at Seattle. And those first six games, there's only one game that should be a guaranteed W. Carolina owns us. Philadelphia, we talked about being a tough team. Los Angeles, yeah, we're going to want to beat them that game for damn sure, but they're a talented team, and they could win the West in the Super Bowl again. And then you got Vegas at Vegas. That's going to be their first home game with Devontae Adams and everybody in company. So there's just a lot, and no more, we're not going to say anymore who's going to win or lose those games, but that's a lot to overcome. I think you're right. I think three and three at that key, at that juncture, then we could do some so We're three and three right there. I would be happy, but that's what we're talking about is three and three like that's then that's kind of my problem. That's my problem and why I don't trust going down the season. So that's that's where we're at. Uh we can make <laughs> Super Bowl picks and everything, but I think it's going to be harder this year than any other year. I think the the X factor in the AFC to me is the Colts. Um I think the X factor in the NFC is probably the Niners because I think I, you could talk about the Bucks and Rams, but I think the Niners are right there and I hate it, but I did pick the winner of the NFC West NFC and the Super Bowl championship. Correct last year. So give me a little credit. Give me my news there. Give me something. Um, Good job. we, we are, uh, we are way over and this was a lot of fun. This was a great podcast. Everybody. Thanks for tuning in. He's on fire podcast catches on YouTube, catches on Twitter, you know, all that fun stuff, but, Also, catch us at azsportsunderground.com now. First article of mine will be coming out uh, tomorrow or the next day. It's going to be coming up here soon. Also, catch us on ASAP Sports Network. (sighs) Joe, thank you so much for coming out, man. Thank you for explaining to everybody what what you're doing on your side with the Cardinal Rule. And if you want to follow him, uh, link is in the bio, as well as azsportsunderground. Thank you again for coming in. And um, we're going to chop it up soon, right? We're going to have you on a couple podcasts
1: you just tell me when, and I'll have you back on the Cardinal rule. Jade love have you as well. This was oh, a blast. Yeah. I love talking football. You guys are good dudes. So anytime we
0: appreciate, appreciate it. You. And where can they find you, Joe? You can
1: find me on Twitter at joekmo 13 uh, 13. It's J O K O M O 13. And you can find me at the Cardinal rule on YouTube. Those are the two places to find me. And then, well, there's a third one now, AZ sports underground. You can find my writing there as well.
0: AZ sports underground. Everybody bookmark that page. Um, I felt inspired when you were talking about the Cardinals, JJ. So I, I want you to close out the show for us and leave us with some our words of wisdom that we kind of strayed away from. Do you got anything from us from an Arizona Cardinals standpoint? Le- leave us feeling warm and fuzzy, and then we'll get out of here.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, I think there's a lot to be excited for with this year. I mean, uh, we had a few uh, pro bowlers uh, that really shined last year. Uh, I mean, we have James Conner back, and Kyler's just gotten better every season that we've had him. And I think he's going to make a jump because a lot of people have been trashing his name, uh, calling out his leadership skills. And uh, what he did for that kid, uh, these uh, uh, that last uh, the last few days was really tight. Uh, the jersey the- signing, that one? Yeah, the jersey signing. That was cool. And then he's been one of the last players to leave uh, the uh, the field when it comes to signing autographs. And he's yep. showing a lot of love to the fans and all that. And I think he's uh, really buying back his, uh, his stock with some of the fans uh, – considering how uh, the start of the off season went and kind of making up for that in a sense, which I appreciate. Um, I think there's a lot to be excited about uh, with this Arizona Cardinals team going forward. I know the last half of the season was really bad. And when you watch, Uh, Sports center The last halves of the last
0: three seasons were really bad. (laughs) Uh,
2: More specifically, this one, uh, like uh, if you watch good, uh, good morning football and uh, sports center and stuff, they're going to leave out a lot of details uh, about what, uh, how the Cardinals season went. They're just going to say, Oh, they just gave up on half of the season. No, it was injuries. Kyler came back injured. JJ Watt uh, got a uh, guy injured d-hop was uh, off and on with injury uh there was injuries top uh, top to bottom and then you know of course court uh, coaching was a thing but you know uh, when you're lacking death and you're picking guys up from the filibertos across the street i mean like well, like what can you do yeah. so um I think going into the season uh I would you know not hold your breath uh you know starting six and zero, uh just be optimistic it's a process, but I really think uh, uh, we can really uh, do something special this season, especially if we come out and really ball out against the Chiefs and really make a staple, and then we just pace ourselves going in, uh, going towards the end of the season. But I'll leave it at that. Uh, you can find me at Jay Joyce. Uh, uh, you haven't met Ahmed yet, Joe, but uh, we run the After Dark show. I don't know if you've uh, tuned in. I that. tuned in but, once or twice. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you watch like movies or anything like that, but if you're doing some
1: Marvel stuff, I saw that.
2: Yeah. So (laughs) yeah. If, if if you ever want to hop on, you know, just message and uh, we just kind of go off of that. But uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Jay Joyce. You can see me arguing with Boston Celtics fans about the KB trade (laughs) that's going on right now. And uh, like, uh, you know, if, if y'all have any questions or comments or concerns, or you just need uh, some optimism in your life, you know, just, at me and
0: i'll make your day feel better just just follow just follow jay joyce (laughs) gentlemen it was an absolute pleasure uh i finally got to talk football with all the teams involved and and it was great to finally be able to do this joe thank you again for coming on uh jay joyce thank you for hosting after dark creating all the dope thumbnails we're gonna be back sunday because we're going twice a week now every wednesday every sunday Glad to be here. Glad to be a partner with azsportsunderground.com. He's on fire podcast. we Sunday. up. And it is. caught! Do it strong. Yeah. coming.
1: Matthews. Hughes. Palmer extending the play. Crosses the field. Barry Fitzgerald. There he scores. it it's over. It's insane. To the four yard line. Rattle looking. Throws it. Alley. the on. It down! It down! They're getting a little wobbly.